It's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. Hold I don't on. want to Zip just said it. the town of Goshen is going to fix I'm going to say, can somebody point that out? Can we not put it on the podcast, Zip? They don't <laughs> listen to our podcast. I don't, I don't want to talk about it yet. It would be rude to the guy that's trying to help me. Okay. So <clears throat> uh, can I give some background information? Uh, it's not that it's not that interesting, quite honest. It's just towny politics, and it's basically. right. It's, it's right even with all the stuff I want to talk about. Then, well, okay, but let's let's see how it develops. The story is still. By the way, uh, under had, have you ever noticed that Zip doesn't know the word no? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. Let's not talk about it. By the way, too sensitive at this. This is point. what I. This is what I do as I dare people into saying things they don't want to say. No is fine. Glad you said no. No, it's interesting. So we can't talk about that just yet. But after you're done with your little uh, thing with City Hall, <laughs> we could tell the story, right? Yeah, down the road. Once we get it yeah. done. Yeah. Down the road. Does that yeah. mean after I'm dead or sometime before I'm dead? <laughs> you know, when you're going out with someone and they need more space, you, you realize it's usually half a galaxy they're hoping for. I have to admit, uh, I saw something on TV tonight. I, I Did I tell you Joe Namath has been doing these ads for Medicare? Uh, Are you really going into supplement? Medicare this early into the show? No, no. I just, but, you know, I was thinking, wow, Joe Namath, geez. And mm. tonight they had Jimmy Walker on touting. Dynamite? Jimmy Jay Walker. Yeah. Yeah. And he says okay. dynamite in the middle of you know, oh if there's anybody listening to our show under the age of 70, I apologize. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's targeted to me. It's like, oh, my God. Okay. Help. Anyway, I hope your stuff working with planning and zoning and City Hall works out okay. Thank you. There's not Thanks. a person listening to this show who hasn't at some point had some kind of issue with their property or a relative's property or someone they know. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a difficult thing. But but you can say that good things are happening. There's someone good there trying to do something for you. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great stuff. But it's also, you know, it's the old Yankee thing. I mean, it's the same at wherever you go. It's who you know. Yeah. In wherever town. you go, whoever you know, as long as we do it together. <laughs> right. But anyway. And again, we're not going to talk about it. I don't want to give anything away. But uh, things are going good. Zip is... Like grease and palm, shaking hands, things are happening. Kissing babies. Yeah, it's go. good. Beautiful. Did any of my advice come in handy? Or uh, Yes, in in an odd way. It just, it was very serendipitous. <laughs> odd way. This person just showed up sort of unannounced, and it was amazing. Yeah. It's it serendipitous. It's awesome, it was. baby. It truly was. Nothing but net. <laughs> Since we can't talk about this, and I don't want to give anything away, let's talk about serendipity a little bit. Um, do you ever, uh, uh, you guys all believe in a, in a higher power, maybe not religiously, but you all believe in a higher power, right? Yeah. It could be aliens, but it is a higher power. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um, do you ever like turn around and go, Oh my God, I can't believe that coincidence happened. Well, I, uh, if I may, I, I do believe that coincidence is uh, God's way of remaining anonymous. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Very cool. Can I put that on a T-shirt, or do I have I to pay you royalties? To be, I don't mean to, for it to sound memeish, but it just—that's just been my philosophy. No, I no, I meant that as a compliment. Not oh. me, not. It is memey though. Yeah. 
but uh, not all memes are bad, you know. No. Memes I disagree with are bad. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're evil. Oh, They're destroying the world. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah, serendipity has been really huge in my life today. Uh, so much so that sometimes I, um, yeah, I think I might be a little crazy. Hmm. You know, like people who believe in horoscopes, to me, they're crazy. That's, yeah. Because yeah. I don't believe in Although, it. Although, there was a time when astroanalysis, um, I was pretty into it. I was, I was a teenager and stupid, but I was mm -hmm. into it. And because you were into it, well, let me put it this way. Can you give any logical reason why it might be true? <sighs> okay. When I think when I think of the <laughs> when I think of the vastness of the universe and the fact that the longer I'm around, the more I realize I don't know. Right. It's kind of like uh, Eastern culture versus Western. We're a very very young outfit. <laughs> That's interesting. You know? yeah. yeah. But again, like just like religion, people believe in you know a, a, a thing called the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yes. I'm cool with it. I would never rain on anybody's parade. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the father, the third cousin, and the sister. I don't know. <laughs> three is a divine number. Though. Yeah, yes. I mean, maybe it's th maybe it's the rule of threes, yeah, or or maybe, as you hinted, there's alien life out there, and we're like they're, we're in their aquarium. <laughs> it would be more of a terrarium, but okay. Yeah. Johnny, don't feed the fish again. They're eating too much sugar. They're all going to get fat and get diabetes. Yes. yes. <laughs> don't they know sugar is bad for them? Uh, but, uh, it, you know, so in other words, what I know is only what's in front of my face, and even that could be the matrix, could be an yeah. illusion. Right. Did you take the red pill or the blue pill, Bob? Uh, I didn't. I, I remember the movie, but I don't remember the significance of the okay. pills. What was it? I forget. In one I, of the pills, you you, I believe you agree to stay in the matrix, and have lots of power. And one of the other pills, you wake up. I think. That yeah, it's it. like yeah. they flash. It's like uh, in Men in Black when they flash yeah. the light at you or something like that. And and that question, then becomes interesting because would you want to know the secrets of the universe? I don't think. I don't think. I think the mind is has a limited capacity for that that amount of of. Intake yeah. and knowledge, that complexity. Yeah. We're pretty much like a Pentium computer compared to. If memory I'm, more serves... a, I'm more of a Commodore 64. <laughs> okay, yes. <sir. laughs> yeah. If memory serves me correct, uh, you've said on a couple of occasions, I believe on this podcast, that you have felt at times that perhaps Ed and I were just extras. In your own movie, <laughs> I didn't. Ne I never said exactly well, I, that's, that. That's that's a poor way of putting yeah. it. But you no. You but, if I, I, but, I, but if I, I been, sounded like that, I apologize. I have been cast in some low budget <laughs> fare in my acting career, but man, this is. I need a new agent. Well, <laughs> no. In other words, how do you know that 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 you guys aren't Anything a figment of yeah. my imagination? Well, let me yeah, put it to you this way. Um, oh, I have some wild theories. You want to hear weird theories about the nature of what reality could be? Okay. Well, how, well, how, how, exist here, how existential are we going to get? Pretty, here? pretty darn existential. And here's the good thing about it: well, we don't depend on ratings, so um, <laughs> we can wax this on. This kind forever. of stuff could really hurt me during my career. Yes. Wax on, wax off. Yeah. Um, the na it is the nature of consciousness and uh, being a sentient being that you wonder about yourself. Um, some of us are more sentient than others. Oh, agreed. 
There are some people that I think they just go through life and they're following their primal instincts. Mm-hmm. They're eating what they want to eat. They feel the urge to, you know, have sex with something. It's base instincts. <laughs> yes. have, yeah, basic instincts, mm-hmm. like the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's fine. Um, not everybody's a philosopher. No, uh, and that's okay. Uh, but I was taught at a young age. I went to parochial school, and I was taught taught religious values. I was also taught all of the, you know, statues and stations of the cross and all of those things. I kind of discounted all of that because that all seemed to be human rituals. Mm -hmm. But the values, love everyone like yourself, um, you know, treat everyone as you would want to be treated. Mm -hmm. The golden rule. And the parables, yeah. Some of the parables. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, here's the thing. Anything that was made up by someone who was writing about religion and claimed to be a religious leader, mm-hmm. they're human. And fallible. And fallible. And who's not fallible? Zip. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just Come thinking on, you know. L. Ron Hubbard. Ron Hubbard yes. is not fallible. Careful. Now, uh, and so, so I, because I was a philosopher even at like age five, I decided, okay, I'm going to toss out all the stuff that could be just blowhard humans promoting themselves. Uh-huh. And we separate the wheat, wheat from the chaff. Mm-hmm. And the meaning of life is a love. la carte. Huh? A la carte. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to criticize how I came to that conclusion, you're absolutely fairly doing that. It was, I was a la carte. But don't we yes. all? Don't yes. We, don't yes. we all a la carte pick Agreed. our realities? Yes. Which We're gets, all yeah. backsliders from our from our training. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I decided that um, not only was it all about love and all about like those are the, like never forget that certain things are the most important things. Uh, but I also uh, I felt like this when I was a kid in Catholic school. I was told that Jesus was in every one of us, and mm-hmm. every one of us, you know, the part of us that was our soul, the part of us that was. The good part. Mm-hmm. It's as if we all were, you know, United States of Terror style. You ever see that show? No. <laughs> She's got multiple personality disorders, so this fits with what Oops. I'm about to say. Okay. <laughs> no, it's as if we all have the spirit of the higher power within us. And that we're created in his image, yes. We're created in his image. And that's, that's part of why I look at every single human being in the world as basically equal on some level. Mm-hmm. And all the greatest things that man has tried to do, even with, uh, uh, Spike has just joined us. Uh, Spike, being from Maryland, knows the Constitution and the Bill of Rights by heart. What was that thing about all men being created equal, Spike? <laughs> it's a pipe dream, Bob. It's a pipe dream. <laughs> Leave it. It's in the footnotes. It's so hard to make footnotes with a quill pen. That's the thing. That's the thing. You know, they were, they were lost, and the paper was torn at the edges. It's and really the, hard to the, keep the... The feather was all natty. We, we were just discussing, what? you know, cheap tabloid fodder, like the meaning of life and whether there's mm. a higher power and... You know. <laughs> and, and so... You know, when, you, when, you, when there's a higher power, you will read about it in The Inquirer. You will. This Proof will be found in the inquiry. <laughs> be at the supermarket checkout. Okay. We'll it will, man. Let, let me finish my serious <laughs> thought Harry, now that there what? are three bulls in the china shop, yes. soon to be four. Um, so <laughs> so uh, it boils down to this for me, is that every single person 
is spiritual. And um, my mom used to say, like, if I was really mad at a kid or he was beating on me or I thought he was a liar or unfair, my mom would just say, well, God's not finished with him yet. Mm. Be the best person you can be to that person. Take the God's going to send cicadas for him. It's been 17 <laughs> years. Did you hear we were talking about cicadas last week or were you there? I was, I was actually um, knee-deep in cicadas last week. Okay. You, and by the way, Spike didn't show up, and then he sent me a long explanation. Uh, you, had two, you had jaw surgery, <laughs> right? You had a tooth problem that put you almost in the hospital. Well, what I had was the best vacation of my life. And how I ended that was on the last evening that I was in Ocean City, Maryland, before I drove back to Baltimore, my friends rallied around and got me back to Baltimore a day early so I could reconnect with my... My running mates back sure. from my teenage years. Uh -huh. I jumped in the ocean at about uh, five o'clock. Some is already, you know, well to the west. Shadows were falling on the beach, and the water in the Atlantic, the Mid-Atlantic, Maryland shore, is cold in June. I mean, it's cold. It warms up by the end of summer, by you know August, um, you know, Labor Day. The water will actually be warm enough to enjoy. I jumped in the water that was so cold. I clenched my jaw so hard I broke a tooth. Oh, ooh! That's the only explanation my dentist could come up with for how I cracked this tooth. Because I wasn't, I wasn't in the middle of eating anything. I didn't bite down on so a piece there, of. So there are people in Alaska that jump in every that, day just to prove that they. Uh, you know. They eat blubber and have better dental hygiene than I do. Bob, they can do those <laughs> yes. things. I have poor dental hygiene. I'm an American. Okay. You know, so anyway, I, way, I have to fly. I don't know to how you could wrap that in patriotism, yeah, but that was say. well done. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Canadian. I fly back to Baltimore. I guess that makes and, mine good. Well, you don't it, care how much your teeth cost because you're Canadian. They'll fix that stuff. Yeah. No, they won't. Um, <laughs> they don't do dental? Mm -mm. Why not? That explains a lot of videos I've seen. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're mostly British heritage. Yeah. That's, oh, why. that's why. It'd why. break the country. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, anyway, so anyway, Spike, you got hurt. And you went to the hospital or you went to the surgeon? My, my, I flew back Wednesday night in, in, in stabbing pain. I mean, I, I walked out of the ocean and sat down in a, in a beach chair, toweling off, and just got this stabbing tooth pain. Mm. I mean, like an open nerve, you know, the worst kind of toothache. And flew back with that Thursday morning. I got to see my dentist. She got me that afternoon into an oral surgeon. Who's, she's like, look, you broke it below the gum line. Mm. You bit so oh. She was, I don't know how to do it, except clenching your jaw. I don't know how else you could have broken this tooth. Um, and... They extracted that tooth and one on the opposite side of my mouth that had been um, root canaled like two years ago. While we so got you in implants. here, it looks like you need yeah. wheel balancing. It looks like your tires are wearing unevenly. <laughs> oh, there's French stretcher. No stretcher shot, my friend. No, oh, they're French. You yeah. got to let you all out of here, but you'll be back in a month. Yeah. yeah. Twice the price. Let's just get you fitted for dentures now. Yeah. I had I had uh, two, two tooth extractions. Yeah. Uh, Bone graft on each oh side of my God. jaw. Okay. Um, tissue regeneration. By the way, so, so far this show is jaw. riveting. I can't imagine anybody <laughs> tuning away. Anyway, we're glad <laughs> to have you here. Um, tonight we are going to invite Karen Grace shortly. And for anyone who has listened for you know the past few months, she's an old uh, coworker of mine and Zips, and I would say we're uh, we're friends. Um, I reconnected with her because she started listening to our podcast mm -hmm. and she thought it was great. And uh, we had her on, but the day we had her on, it was a little, um, I, I, I'm going to fall on the sword. I didn't prepare anybody for any of this. And you know, I just brought her on as a friend who's done talk radio. And I think she came off 
pretty hard right wing, but I don't think she's totally hard right wing. And I also, she came across a little into conspiracy theories. And I think some of that might be true. Uh, but what we didn't get to, and um, well, and what we didn't do is have a discussion about sexuality. And you know, she had some feelings about Demi Lovato, uh, but I don't think she has any. I don't think she has in her heart what it sounded like. I don't think she's against any people for their, you know, where they are on the spectrum. And we didn't get into that because Spike was being really polite. Is that correct, Spike? I was trying, like I said, the surgeon took Is that when you broke your tooth? That's when he really (laughs) clenched his teeth into into dust. Maybe it's from Fester. That's when I bit my tongue in half, actually. The the surgeon (laughs) reattached my tongue. And then here's the other thing. Um, Karen has had an amazing life and some parts of it, not all of that, not all that pleasant. Some bad stuff she's had to deal with. Mm-hmm. All of it, she said, is open uh, to talk about. So anyway, tonight I thought we'd just take a different tact. We'll have her back. And one of the things that I think it's stupid for any show to do, but especially ours, is debate politics. Uh, it's just, it, well, first off, nobody ever goes... Well, I'm glad you presented that argument, and those are facts I wasn't aware of. You have changed my mind. (laughs) It just creates disparate camps. That's all. Well, it doesn't happen. Yeah, and it's one of the reasons I can't stand all political parties. And Spike, you missed this because I prepared it for you uh, last Thursday. Oh, last week. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I've decided what kind of politician, uh, what kind of politics I am. I'm non wig, Bob. No, I'm (laughs) non-binary. I don't, identify, I don't identify as I think an he, ass or as an elephant. He just nazed yeah. something. I think he swallowed it. But Are you okay? I'm good. I don't want to break another tooth. <laughs> so anyway, so... Uh, it's, a uh, yeah. shame, it's a shame we don't have a chance to talk about my trip to Baltimore because I saw things I never in my wildest dreams envisioned I would see. Hold in on, my hold on. I cast my lure. All right, I'll bite. What cool happened um, to Baltimore? So I only got to spend um, uh, one day in Baltimore. My friends brought me back uh, from the beach early, early Tuesday morning, and I flew out on Wednesday afternoon, basically. So um, Tuesday, I got, to see, I got to see my family a little bit. My cousin came and picked me up, drove me out to my aunt's Which house. Which cousin? My aunt and uncle and my cousins. Cousin Jennifer, the one you met at Nudestock. Remember the little blonde? Uh, is she the one who they called Saw Bitch? No, that's different. That's no, different. that was my sister-in-law, who's the Forest Service fighter. She fight yeah. fire. Uh, she firefights. Uh, you know, I, I I wish I could conjure up an image, but um, little deadhead blonde was my cousin. Came from Baltimore. I do remember you saying, "This is my um, cousin," and me going, "Yes, I'm looking at the clouds. How are you? Yes, <laughs> yes, she was. Yes, she was. Bob. She was pretty. Yeah, oh, and okay. she was like a, the flower of nineteen at that time. You know, look at that. That um, cloud looks like a turtle. <laughs> she's a mom now. Right. Anyway, so she picked me up in the, in the afternoon on Tuesday and wanted to just drive me around the city a little bit. She had some errands to run for her job. That was nice. She's in the um, she's in the medical supply industry. So the last oh. twelve months have been fourteen months have been nuts for her. No doubt. Does that um, mean she sells pot? Because that's no. what the medical supply industry no. is. <laughs> no. In HBO, the medical supply industry is a guy on a bicycle with a pot farm. That's sure. that's it, medical supply. Anyway. She, she sells PPE. And she distributes wholesale PPE, and she's been trying to get supplies for the places that she services for the last 15 months. Uh-huh. She down um, with PPE? 
You know me. <laughs> Never mind. Well, about. what she showed me was what has become of Baltimore in the last year. And what's oh. become of Baltimore in the last year is a surrender by the police force to uh, through, uh, through a lack of funding, through retribution for Freddie Gray. Did you um, take a job with Fox News? Because now no, you're a no, no, person no. for natural gas. <laughs> I am. <laughs> now, uh, now we're talking no, about the police force has surrendered. No, dude. Yeah. I, they, have, they have addicted, a dictated, what is it, what's the word, a dictum? There's a dictum. I barely touched them. So um, <laughs> the, police, the police aren't making traffic stops anymore in Baltimore. Oh, because they're, they're afraid. Because there is so much violence against the police force at any traffic shop, many wow. traffic stops have turned into officer shootings. No kidding. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. So every light you way, come uh, to, aside, you approach. Aside, by the way, large cities, it is a battle zone. It yeah. is a battleground. I Trust won't me. take a political side and assign blame because I think that blame usually is shared. Uh, you know, it's That's not an empty fist. You know, blame yeah. just doesn't get anything done. No, and it doesn't get anything done either. But so, and Baltimore's always been uh, a tough town. A tough town. Yeah, I was trying to think of a polite way. Tough. Yeah, tough, divided town, man. Yeah. A town of haves and have nots. Yeah. Clearly, you know, they, they they filmed The Wire in Baltimore because they didn't have to build any sets. Right. The city already <laughs> looked like that. It was Great already series. for drug deals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, anyway, so the so they say the police have surrendered in Seattle too. Do you agree with that? Not at all. Not it's. I have not. I have been downtown and And while there are homeless, you know, encampments okay. at various places in Seattle and in Tacoma and in Portland, the city itself is very much like you ever remember it being. But but the narrative more, is, especially after those Black Lives Matter protests, that the police have been defanged and told not to arrest people. All the same stuff you're saying about Baltimore. So not in Detroit. Well, not in Detroit. No, we're doubling. How that. about in uh, Shrewsbury, Massachusetts? Zip, how's it going there? <laughs> Everything is beautiful. Zip lives in a gorgeous area with beautiful stone walls and just yes. wonderful. I want to live in your Something town. Something there not is entirely, not entirely. No, no your car some... got stolen. Your your car got stolen in Shrewsbury. Yes, that's true. My car got stolen at a shopping center parking lot while we were at the movies. <laughs> And it was uh, a floating heroin den oh my. until it was left in a condition where just from those people being in it, uh-huh. it's totaled. <laughs> anyway, back to Spike, because this Baltimore is like this in a lot of places, of course. Um, they, they have stopped making traffic stops. So people are just ran, running red lights. Oh, no. Can, you mean you can run I mean, a red light oh, and yeah. not get pulled over? No, they're not going to stop you. Every intersection we came to, you had to approach like it was a four-way stop. I mean, I, I, I literally two or three times saw a green light. We're coming to an intersection. Car just rips through the other way against the red light. Okay. They have stopped uh, arresting people for dealing drugs in the street. So we, she took me into the downtown East Baltimore section of town mm. near where her son goes to a private Catholic high school, which is, I can't believe they're still holding on for dear life in that neighborhood. But Can I still get I shot mean, people, in Little Italy coming out of dinner? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Good. But you want to make sure you get your meal wrap to go when you go. <laughs> It'll keep in the hospital waiting room sure. for you. The, Z, the um, CD will stay fresh if you get extra. CD will stay fresh. Leave the gun, take the canola. How does this <laughs> make you feel about your hometown, which you love and miss, even though you disappeared, you know, some 30 years ago? 32 years ago, we figured yeah. out at the, at the reunion there. Um, 
I spent a week at Ocean City, Maryland, the beach resort community, family-friendly town, and it was very much like I remembered it. You know, mm. um, a lot more development, a lot more bigger buildings, a lot more larger restaurants and whatnots, but still the little two-story beach houses that were yeah. for summer rental for teenagers working at the beach, blah, blah, blah. You know, the ocean was the ocean. The beach was the beach. The boardwalk was ocean. the boardwalk. It was, ocean. It was da- da- Can you Danny it? Ocean, hon. I went Danny Ocean for yeah. a week. Okay. Um, and then I went to Baltimore to see what had become of my hometown, as Bruce would say. And um, I had, I, it, was, it was horrible. It was horrible to see. It was heartbreaking to see. You know, um, they're not, people are, they're not arresting for public drinking. They're not arresting okay, for but so far you're talking about you're talking about talk radio show topics. How they're not arresting, and it's a newspaper writing about it. Is, is that? Are you sure that's a hundred percent true? Like, did they? Um, if, if I Google, because you know, Google the Father, yeah. Son, the Holy Ghost, they're all tight. You know, I'm going by <laughs> the word of my of my cousin, my my female parent, mother of two kids cousin who lives who lives in the county outside the city but works in the city of baltimore um i bet if we google what the new directive of baltimore police department of with interaction with crime in their city is uh, everything she said will bear out to be true yeah i'm looking at it right now uh well i it's hit this is the funny thing i see two headlines one says baltimore will no longer prosecute drug possession and then the other Baltimore police aggressively going after drug traffickers. So what it is, is they're not, they're going to stop dealing with the people just possessing and they're going to try and stop the drug traffickers. I honestly can tell you, I looked at no less than a dozen deals being made, crack deals, dealers yeah. being made crack deals on, on, on about five, 10 intersections as we toured our little part of the city. Guy, when I, I, when I first you met you, Spike, I would want to know where those corners were and which ones you felt would be safe for me to go well, to. Well, when you met me, Bob, those, <laughs> those dealers were coming to you directly. Remember? That was my <laughs> sure. most attractive feature. I delivered. Yeah. Um, um, oh, that's right. You, you never mind. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, but it, yeah. it was a, it was a heartbreaking experience to see that, man. Yeah. It really was. It does sound, e- and I'm looking at NBC, USA Today, CBS, Baltimore Sun, New policies on stopping uh, and searching residents to comply with a federal dis- uh, consent decree. Do you know what that is? They must have been sued, by the way. They must have mm. seen, this is somebody screwed up. The department has implemented new stop searches and arrest policies as it works to eliminate unconstitutional interactions with the public and comply with a federal consent decree. So that That's means a stop and frisk thing, right? Well, if, I, I don't know until I read, by the way, that's three words. I don't know. That's why I was <laughs> reading um, the policies available for review on the department's website. But, you know, talk to a relative is much better. Uh, provides the foundation for constitutional and effective policing. So they must have. They must have got caught pulling people over while black. Would you say that's a possibility? It's yeah. I imagine that's been a, a harsh reality for a long time in town yeah. like Baltimore and others. Changes are part of ongoing efforts to upgrade training to comply. Uh, the U.S. Department of Justice sued the city of Baltimore police in 2017. So this is fallout. And by the way, I don't know much, but what I'm reading is it's fallout from shit that went down that may have been the police officers that have had some responsibility for well in, the, in baltimore the, the guy's name was freddie gray okay 
Freddie Gray was arrested for vagrancy or, you know, on the street loitering, had probably had drugs on him at the time, if I remember correctly, had a right. history of interaction with the police, thrown in the back of a, uh, we called him a paddy wagon when mm. I was growing up, and arrived dead Ooh. Mm. at the uh, at the jail. This is light yeah. and uplifting. I hope our, all of our shows are this fun. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> it's okay. It's your hometown, dude. I'm watching this it show. Wasn't. I'm watching this show. Um, you should watch it. All of you should watch it. It's called um, The Startup. And it's really about Bitcoin. It's about digital currency and the dark web. I already watched it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you did. And, it, mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's sort of a primer for bad neighborhoods. Only in this case, it's just Miami. The whole place is a bad neighborhood. Yeah. And even the rich people in Miami are all dirty money. Absolutely. And the Haitians and then uh, Little Havana. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's it's bad. So this is the cities. Yeah. That's why Zip and I well, don't live in the city. In the city. <laughs> <laughs> the smartest boys in the room, people. In the city. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have stuff here, but it's, you know. It's, yeah. local, it's local hoodlums and drug dealers. So uh, anyway, so yeah, there, there, there's some stuff going on. So uh, well, I, I had seen I had seen my childhood friends on Facebook and mm. have completely different perspectives politically and socially than me. And I'm like, how could how can we be so different in how we see the world? Well, I went back and drove through their world. Yes, and that is part. That not, is how I'm not actually. agreeing. I'm not agreeing with anything they think or, or feel or, or support. I know I, I still don't. Well, until someone gives now. you a contract and a good job to agree with it, then. <laughs> well, Bob, you know it's it's a, it's a resource, Bob. It's clean energy. That's all yes. I'm saying. I'm teasing. You know I'm going to keep teasing you, right? I hope. Okay. Good. So let's invite Karen in. So I think we got a good vibe going on now. Um, when you left Baltimore, did you like? Did you feel anything other than oh, that sucks, uh, or did you feel any hope that something was going to happen to make it better, or is it just symptomatic of the whole world being so divisive? Um, I, what I saw was the long-term effects of policy decisions um, that have gutted an inner city's infrastructure yeah. um, through education, through opportunity, the whole nine yards. And the kind of reparation, if I may borrow that word, that would it would take to reinvigorate an urban community like that to get it to a point where it is productive and thriving again. Right. I don't think we'll ever have a run of one party long enough to accomplish that. That's the sad. And I don't. Th so you it think is. it takes and, and, one and party to do it? I think parties have different priorities. I, I genuinely do. They they see the world and they see the American dream and they see success from different lenses. And and not that one is uh, is right and one is wrong, no, but they have both. different priorities. Yeah. And uh, you can't what what uh, what other people see as inve urban investment, one side will see as handout and the welfare state. Right. And 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 it's got to be a blend of those two elements. It's not the cold stark. I mean, I you know I tend to see Republicans as cold and deceitful and at all cost type of of a people oh see i know, I know so many wonderful true. republicans yeah, and i also I. know I a do. whole bunch sure. of philosophical brilliant uh people that are uh that happen to be conservative uh, in fact my mentor steve marks was a super conservative guy so i what i end up going is 
I just don't understand the whole big picture. Uh, Why don't you just follow the big picture? You begin a Democrat, a liberal, and you die a conservative. But here, here, so my, I get all my politics from George Carlin. (laughs) No, I do. Remember what George Carlin said is they, they are the job of the people who own this country, which is the oligarchs and the big businesses, is to keep us fighting, pretending each one of us is right and the other one is wrong. So they get to, so nothing ever really gets done. Gridlock is their best friend. Mm-hmm. And they get to yeah. write the laws. The pharmaceutical companies write the laws. And the, the tech companies write the laws. And uh, and we all argue about, you know, we're like the we're Hatfields. Yeah, the, we might as well call one yeah. party the Hatfields and the other one's the McCoys. <laughs> That's about it. Or PLOs and Israelis. Okay, that was really funny. <laughs> topical. <laughs> In other words, I think it's all just a... Um, it's all a ruse on everyone who participates. I've, I party who screw party. I, do you love people? Who do you love? Uh, what do you think of, uh, is the right way we ought to do things? Not what is the wrong way that the other side is doing things. I don't. I just don't buy it. I, I think everyone's an individual. And it's uh, well, a healthy perspective. I wish more people shared it. All right, you must want something from me. <laughs> <laughs> I want Karen. Bring me the blood of Karen. All right, Karen is coming. Actually, no, she's here. And I'm very excited to have her back. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, talk show host for some 15 years and uh, co-worker of Zip and I way back in the early 80s. Uh, and she has a way interesting life, which we didn't get into enough last time. Karen Grace. Welcome back, Karen. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Whoops. I'm yeah. sorry. I missed the. Uh, I missed your opening, so I... Uh, what were you talking about? The G7 summit? <laughs> <laughs> no, and, no. And by the and way. How, how blasé uh, that is? Or well, uh, You, before we get into politics, because I really want to talk about you, because we didn't get to know you last time. Um, but here's one thing about you. You are very up to date on current events. Uh, and, and I respect that. But I also, uh, I can't do it because I, um, it's, all, it's all theater to me it's all you know what kabuki theater is you must uh, yes mm-hmm. i do all right it's, it's a it's a japanese thing right yes it's a grill you use on a deck of a apartment building right <laughs> no, <laughs> <not>. <laughs> smaller grills no they're safer no. for high rises those i can look know, up a definition for... because it's been a while since i looked it up kabuki theater yeah um it's basically it's like in that movie annie hall where um, some, someone's talking with a Russian spy and their subtitles saying what they really mean and then what they're actually saying is, um, is pleasantries that aren't true. In other words, everything that's being said is not the real thing. And, not and like true in, agenda. In, yeah, in a mobster movie when the, when the guy is about to kill you is sitting down and asking you, how's the steak? <laughs> 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 uh, it's a traditional Japanese form of theater recognized as one of their um, major classical theaters. Uh, let's see what it says about it. It's basically all phony. Uh, it's an art form rich in it's an art form rich in showmanship, elaborately designed costumes, eye-catching makeups, outlandish wigs, and arguably most importantly, exaggerated actions performed by the actors to convey meaning. Um, and basically in politics, it's used to describe, People, you know, excessive drama to convey urgency, and none of it is real. Well, that sounds about right. Yes. Yeah, it's a good down-to-earth down definition, yeah. 
All right. Hey, uh, 30 seconds in, and we found something we all agree on. The white knuckle <laughs> oh, absolutely. Of, yeah. yeah, the white knuckle handshake of international friendship. Yeah. So anyway, what I think is more interesting is our own experiences and how they relate to how we feel about what's important in life. Uh, Karen, you just missed, uh, and I'd love to hear your comment on it, Spike talking about going back to his hometown, Baltimore, which he left 32 years ago. And seeing that it's kind of, it's a police state where the police have been handcuffed and have stopped arresting people because uh, they, I guess they got sued back in 2017. And well, they were, they were getting, they were getting shot at a record clip for things like traffic stops. Sure. Uh, police officers were getting surrounded by gangs of people. And, you know, so they decided they're not going to, they're not going to pursue petty crime and, and IE with petty crime being traffic stops, yeah. open drug dealing public drinking and, so and uh, the citizen or the businesses of baltimore actually just got together in fell's point and stopped they said they will not pay taxes until these uh, problems are addressed wow and they'll put their they'll put their taxes into a trust fund and hold that until the city addressed public crime public uh litter and uh and drug public drug dealings and things like that wow that's awesome when citizens take action like that because that's they do a better job of it than the government <laughs> you know I mean, that's what we're having a big problem with now. I, we were talking about parties and, and which party you belong to. And um, Bob, I know you made an, a comment on a podcast um, earlier that you were non-binary. And that's yes. kind of how I feel. And I think the frustration that I see is that I, I'm, I think both parties have their strengths and both parties have their weaknesses. But their weaknesses... Right now, this inability to not get anything done and to move forward in a positive direction where we can't work together and we can't do anything, yeah. that is the, that's the real tragedy, whether have you you're heard a liberal the or the, a conservative. Yeah, have not. you heard the filibuster that, um, that uh, Senator um, George Carlin uh, gave on that? Exactly well, how that first of all, Senator George Carlin wasn't right. No, I haven't heard no, that. He, well, he, he, it's a comedy bit, which we should play. He basically says that this is by design, that we actually have a one-party system and that the, 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 the two parties just do this kabuki theater dance where they each, like, one party pretends that it's all about illegal immigrants and at the end of their four- or eight-year run... It's the other party's fault that, that nothing was done about that because nothing was done about it. And then the other party uh, pretends that uh, the health care is terrible and the health care needs to be fixed. But then when they're in power, the health care is still terrible and it doesn't get fixed until in, – in other words, all of these things are uh, – what's the word you use? Straw men? Is that a thing? Mm -hmm. It could be. Yeah, you make up something <laughs> like, the, like the straw man in The Wizard of Oz. Uh, and they just, you know, they're not, nobody's actually doing anything. It's not necessarily that they're gridlocked by accident. The uh, George Carlin theory and uh, and several other people I read. No, we're gridlocked on purpose. Yeah, gridlocked totally on purpose. <laughs> yeah. So that Mitch McConnell, after, you know, a long day of not getting anything done, uh, high yeah. fives Nancy Pelosi somewhere in a back hallway. And my wife, I'm counting the money. No practically knocked her over but here's the deal the deal is that a long time ago when i was first starting massage therapy i went to the edgar casey institute and this is the are it's a holistic place edgar casey was a healer 
um, way before his time, a holistic healer, way before his time. And I went to study there because I was Is this kind of naturopathic sort of stuff? This is naturopathic, non-traditional medicine. And it's also energetic medicine. So if you believe in that energy that we all are basically human beings and plants, animals, everything in the world is composed of energy at some vibration or another. I believe this. Is there a Um, website I can sign up and join? Because I want to... I want to yes, are.com. Um, By the way, in five Reiki minutes, I'll be on to something it, else, but hang on. Are. Is it Reiki com. and chakra, Karen? Is that kind of thing? It, exactly. It's about the chakras. Okay. It's also yeah. um, based sort of on the Japanese meridian system, which is different yeah. than the chakras, but they run through the body and they carry energy with them. And that's another form of massage, which is called Reiki. And that's based on the Japanese okay, meridian system. Is but it Reiki I went or to, Reiki? What, Reiki, Reiki, either way. Potato. potato. I do it. I do it either way. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, but I went to study traditional massage therapy and also healing um, healing techniques and some of the holistic principles. And I had this man on my table at one point, and he said to me, it was the strangest. He was very, very well-to-do, very, very intelligent. How, how long ago was this? This was probably back in 1991. Okay. And, and are you working at a place with other therapists? And I'm at, I'm at the school, the ARE school. Oh, and you're I'm in the school. On, okay. He's, he's, yes, he's my client. Okay. And he said to me, we were talking politics. What else is new? And we were talking about news. And my father had been a Freemason. And we were talking about the Freemasons and what their work was and if they were you know, if they were legitimate or if they weren't. Right. And um, now also, for people who don't know, who think the Freemasons is one of the teenage mutant Ninja Turtles or something, what is a Freemason? A Freemason is basically, as I see it, it's just a group of people that get together. They are Christian based, but they do good for others and okay. they help others. And my father was a Freemason. My grandmother was an Eastern star. I was a rainbow girl. I played organ for the Rainbow Girl Services um, in Milford, New Hampshire. Wow. So I was really involved in this. Um, but they also are very, you know, they also are considered somewhat cons- conspiratorial because, yeah. you know, they go back to believing a lot of things about UFOs have already visited the planet and Secret that we're not society. living alone in the universe. And, you know, they, yeah, they, yeah. they're a little out there. But, Which may be 100% you know. true, by the way, for all we know. Yeah. Well, think we about don't a, think know. of a Shriner yeah. without a Fez ball. Okay, uh, got but it. we don't right. know. So and back to you, you're at this, you're at massage school. Did you do massage professionally for a long time? Oh, professionally for years. And okay. I only stopped because when I moved back to New Hampshire, they wanted me to get more hours and spend more money. And I'm like, screw that. I'll just mm-hmm. do it on my own. And that's what happened. And then I got into Reiki, where I didn't need a license, and I can do that okay. on anybody at any time. And on what pets. is what is Reiki? Reiki is hands-off massage therapy. Hmm. It's working with the meridians of the body, which run top to bottom, and they also run side to side. And where you place your hands on the body, you can actually, if you're good, get good, you feel heat, and the heat is the energy. And you learn a series of strokes whereby you But you're not touching the person? You're not touching the person where you... you 
you can do it both ways. So I recently went to see an osteopath, and that's sort of what he did. And I walked out, and I said, "I'm never going back." Is that was that I was, being? Is he real? Were, no, he was real. If, oh. if uh, when I have it done to me, I've had Reiki done to me where I feel the heat of the person working on me. I can feel the heat running through my whole body. Uh, I, and I felt the onions from the sandwich he had for lunch. <laughs> God. It was a weird uh, little man, and he and he looked like uh, the Hobbit in the later movies, you know, right. old old Bill Baggins. Old Bilbo. Right. <laughs> Bill Baggins, I call him. We're friends. Uh, and I got, I not only did I get nothing, he, and by the way, he could sort of sense it was like, look, if you don't want to do this, it's fine. You know, if you decide not to do it, it's okay. And I'm bar- I'm not going to touch you. And he, he like occasionally would like accidentally touch my temple or something. But he just moved his hands around. And well, let me tell you, it's yeah. got its roots in Chinese and Japanese medicine. It's been used since the early 1900s, and okay. it's used in a lot of hospitals. And I will say, I don't want to get like teary eyed now, but when my mother was dying, she had a um, an embolism and she went to the hospital and she was basically in a coma and in St. Joseph's hospital in Nashua, New Hampshire, they have a Reiki therapist that comes in and works with the patients. And my mother was in unbelievable amounts of pain still, even though she was in this coma, the Reiki therapist came in and worked on my mother and my mother completely calmed down, completely relaxed, completely just laid at peace and it was the first time we saw in three days that's wonderful go yeah. completely peaceful and what it's supposed to do is support your own body's natural healing abilities so you may not come out you're certainly not going to do this for a hip replacement but you are <laughs> sure you sure. know it's it's good to do for any kind of, you know, any kind of All right, so, autoimmune disorders or, you know, okay. mental mental sure. problems or whatever. So I have this weird, I believe in this thing called placebo. I believe in it and I don't even discount it. I believe if you believe something that you have powers that we haven't even begun to unlock that, you know, we can do things. Does everybody else believe that, Spike? Do you believe that? Yes. Zip? Absolutely, yeah, and, and, and Karen's talking about a very similar scenario. Where I, I know she is, but Reiki, I just haven't bought doctor. into her horoscope thing yet, and I want to get there. Well, Zip, how about they, you? They channel they channel your own ability to heal yourself. Okay, is that a this fair assessment? Fantastic psychiatrist that I met once told me that when you want to heal your body, you can go ahead and do it. Go okay. ahead. That's what. Just that's do it. The thing now, I'm, 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 I'm hearing uh, here. Okay. I have tried, uh, because believe me, I have plenty to heal in my body. And I have tried so many times to remember this. But By the way, I think um, we may have hypnotized Zip into a deep sleep. Zip, are, are you there? Oh. Let me snap my fingers. Fuck <laughs> like a chicken, Zip. Would you fuck like a chicken, please? Stop. <laughs> Sorry. No. I'm reflecting. I'm reflecting. I'm Zip is the kind of guy, there. by the way, if there's too many chickens going, <laughs> he just sits in the corner. <laughs> the I want you in this conversation. You're my best friend. Oh. All right. I'm here. I'm here. Right. Uh, but, and yes. But that is true. I mean, presumably we can all heal ourselves and it's mind over matter because right. okay. that's what's, you know, pushing the dopamine receptors yeah. and working the serotonin levels and, you know, our blood clots and so forth and so on. And it so goes on. I have a hard but, time with this stuff. I have a hard time taking the leap of faith mm-hmm. um, only because there's so much, I believe, fraud out there. 
that I don't know whether it's fraud or whether it's just me being, um, you know, using my placebo effect of my positive thinking. And if it is, crystals, by the way, crystals, that's what you need, Bob, exactly. crystals. Let me give you an example. When I was dealing with this Lyme stuff and the migraine, um, you know, I, I'm in a headache clinic and I don't really have headaches, but I have these weird twitches and neurological things. And it put me on all this stuff and I'm like, I don't really, you know, I don't really want it. Finally, they kind of, this is a brand new drug. And this is going to do it for you. This gets the really hard people that we can't fix the migraines on. And I won't tell you the name of the drug because I can't remember it. But but they would, you would inject it into yourself. That's what I did. Okay. I told you I had migraines and I was injecting this stuff into my thighs. Into my thigh. My thigh too. Right. Um... My thigh. <laughs> Nothing could make me better than injecting into my thigh. It was my awful. Thigh. So, how are you guys? So, what it was is, did you do the once a month one? I did the one. I did the whenever I got the cluster, and that oh. last that meant that meant that when I had the migraine for one or two days, yeah. I would do it. And right, so I would try to get rid of it. And then if did that work. didn't work, I got the morphine drip in the hospital. And that mm. worked. They, that they, was they, awesome. One look, at, one look at me, and when I admit that I used to have a problem with drugs, they will never give me anything like that. And it's good. Yeah. So anyway, I got this stuff. I'm injecting it. And, um, you know, first few months, I'm like, I don't know, I feel a little better. And then I go and I actually download and read the Double blind, you know, peer reviewed studies. I actually download the stuff because it, you know what was pissing me off about this? This medicine was advertised on the evening news every night. Mm, I'm like watching, I'm watching all these people dance around and be happy. And <laughs> meanwhile, some guys going bloody stools, you know, they're, they're reading all the list of symptoms. You may die. If you have trouble breathing or if your heart explodes out of your chest, call your doctor right away. Isn't and that ridiculous? Awful. Yeah. And so anyway, I, I go into the research and I start reading about it. And it turns out the control group that got the placebo. Well, let me put it to you this way. This medicine worked in 38% of the people with problem migraines, right? The control group that got the placebo, 28% got better. Unbelievable. There you go. There's your proof. <laughs> There's my proof what? Like, <laughs> Well, do you want to take the shot? Or do you, I mean, the placebo yeah. group, it was only 10% difference for I crying know. out loud. And, and, so there and, it is. So what explains that? Like, I, I was actually talking to someone about this the other day. And they were saying, well, it could be that 28% of it is believing in yourself and believing you're going to get better. And then the medicine somehow helps that by an extra 10%. Then to my mind, the medicine only gets 10% credit because like. But it makes 20 billion for the pharmaceutical company. I no, that's the other thing. This stuff costs 600 bucks a month. Yeah. And I remember saying to my doctor, that's 15 Netflix subscriptions. Of course, these guys <laughs> want to keep me as a customer. Of course. And anyway, I quit all of that stuff and I got, and I was better without it. And now I'm doing, and Karen, you'll probably. This is the same. You have to believe in it. I'm taking these Chinese herbs and, you know, and you will take, oh, what am I taking? I'm taking a, um, what's the stuff they put on spaghetti? Oh, oregano. I'm taking an oregano pill. 
because it's supposed to help my immune system naturally mm-hmm. fight biofilm or something. And I'm taking, you know, just, I mean, grass clippings, basically. <laughs> Homeopathy. <laughs> <laughs> so why not let some guy who looks like Bilbo Baggins run his hands across my head and say he's adjusting my meridians? I don't well, know. Here, here is the deal. Yeah. It, it's, uh, when you start out first, if you're sick, when you start, you usually start with going to the doctor and taking what they give you in the traditional Western medicine that's right. Um, you know, plethora of crap. And when you find out, as I have found out, that for a lot of that, it either the side effects are so bad, they're worse than what you had to start with. That's or it doesn't yeah. work. It You eventually, if as you learn, you, you start looking around and there are so many different types of holistic there's naturopathic remedies, there's homeopathic remedies, sure. there's massage, there's energy work, there's biomagnetic therapy, there's infrared therapy, there's cryotherapy. Would it be fair to say that those things may help a little, but the placebo effect of relaxing you and feeling like you're doing something also contributes a huge hunk of that. Yes and no, but I've had doctors I like yes and no, by the way. Those are my favorite direct answers to a question. <laughs> Should give me like a definite no. maybe on anything. That's good. Just, Military intelligence. Yes. I have been, I have been told yeah. by, by, I have been told by traditional Western medical doctors that are very, very good and at the tops of their field and what they do after going to many clinics, the Mayo Clinic, Mass General Hospital, several other places that my body just does not do well with pharmaceutical medication. Me it just too. doesn't yeah. react well with it. So I am, they push me to go try acupuncture, yeah. take, go try chiropractic. And it has helped some, right. and some of it hasn't helped. So I'm a, on a combination of, um, for, for my, um, my issues, I should say, I'm on a combination of traditional Western medicine and traditional Eastern, right. but I think they both play an important part. And it's important that we take it upon ourselves to not just believe one person. If it's not working and you can afford it, try something else. Try everything I was on something no that yeah. I was on a medication once that's on in te- television and they're touting it as the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's $12,000 a month. Yeah, that's a subscription. How many Netflixes is that? Uh, well, can't have to divide it by 14. Like Zip, I am not on HBO Plus, Disney Plus. I just have Netflix. God bless you. And I love Net and I love you Zip for that. Good for you. I don't need to go to any of that other crap. You know Kindred what? spirits. Kindred spirits. You know what's on Netflix? Pet Stars. It's the funniest and the greatest show about support animals, rescue animals, and all the tricks they do, fashion shows for them. These two girls go all around the world, and they introduce you to all kinds of dogs and cats and orangutans and lizards and alligators and whales that don't eat people. And it's just it's (laughs) tremendous. It's a great show. I started out with Startup. I got Bob. I tried. I tried to do the Bitcoin thing with you. Right. I did about three or four episodes, and then I went to Pet Stars because I wow. just said, "Well, if I become a billionaire, it's not going to be through Bitcoin. It's going to be because I win Powerball." Uh, awesome. I just don't. I don't get it. <laughs> a a, a so side note: because I'm always doing research, um, 
That fourteen thousand dollar drug is one thousand Netflix subscriptions, folks. One thousand. <laughs> <laughs> fast, fast math, Bob. That's, that's your Bitcoin. No, it's a, it's an app Bob's on my Bitcoin phone. Bitcoin. Right, Karen. I, I, and and by the way, there's so many interesting things about you. We'll get into some of them as time goes on. But one of the things. Oh, oh you did say that in your experience as a massage therapist, you did have a few unusual things happen. Well, I wanted to say that this what first of all the 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 takeaway from this one guy that was on my table oh, yes. who he, I know he was not a nut case. He was a very intelligent man and he said to me, "Karen, it doesn't matter what the party is. It doesn't matter what's going on in the government." He said there are about 2% of the world population that are running the show and they have been and they have the money and they have the power and they'll stay hidden. And that's the way it's going to go. And he said, yeah. and if we can survive that, we'll all be lucky. But don't kid yourself. It's, it has nothing to do yes. with what we think of as, you know, our traditional government, government. that no. technically is it's really rich, getting rich anything Masons. done. The rich Masons. It's the, well, probably yeah. rich Freemasons. So <laughs> no, there you go. And the oh. other only, oh, the only other um Massage, I guess, experience that I would say is I, I believe in it traditionally. It, massage is fantastic for the body. It really does move the lymph. It does move the muscles. It can really help a lot. Um, and I did all kinds of massage. I did sports massage. I did spas, spa, like uh, massage there. I went to people's homes and did massage. And I did hotel massage, and that was the worst. Yep. And now, simply, uh, now, when did you see Al Gore? When was that? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Well, pretty You're much. You're thinking of Marv Albert, right? Okay. Thinking of Marv Albert. Yeah. So I finished this massage, and the guy says to me, hey, I'll give you an extra 50 if you'll give me a happy ending. Just out of the blue. And they the all blue. lived happily ever after. That's what and I would have said. What? <laughs> and I'm so stupid, I don't even know what he's talking about because oh I just boy. spent 20 minutes on his whole leg with sciatica and I thought I gave him the happiest leg of his life. <laughs> so I'm like... <laughs> what I, I love about the story is that you didn't know what he was talking about. I didn't know what he meant. The sweetest so I'm thing. Like, I'm like, I don't... Uh, I'm not sure exactly what you mean. Are you not happy with the massage? He goes, oh, no, the massage <laughs> oh, is massage very good, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but, uh, everything between this leg here yeah. and uh, this leg <laughs> exactly. over here. There's oh, one, God. One second zone, like, half above the knees, exactly. below the belt, between the... Somewhere in that <laughs> area right there is like, like, <laughs> so It was so... I was so Did you realize mortified. it while you were in the room with him or later? Yes, I realized finally what he meant. And I did said, he, look. Did he explain? No, I explained. I said, look. There is a difference. You're asking for something that a masseuse does. I am a massage therapist. That has a clinical angle to it. A masseuse will give you a lap dance, will pleasure you in the way that you wish to be done. But you didn't hire a masseuse. You hired a massage therapist. So you can keep your 50 and you can get the hell out of my room. I mean, shouldn't he have known because there was no neon sign in your window? I mean, I I was, was, again, this was the hotel that hired me to do massage, um, you know, massage, massages for their clients. And I guess they didn't know that this guy thought he was going to get, you know. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Get a was happy he, ending. Was he weird he or was he? did he seem normal before that? 
He seemed normal. That's why when he said happy ending, I was really, I was pissed off. I thought, I did a great job here. I've worked my ass off for an hour here on this guy, and everything is in great shape. He's looking good. He's stretching out now. His legs are working better. His feet look better. He looks You're happy. actually thinking about how his meridians and how everything's all lined up and how he's going <laughs> to feel great. Uh, yeah, That's of course. I was working on... I. Uh, with massage therapy, you don't necessarily work with meridians. You work with strokes, brush, you know, um, hand strokes, uh, yeah. and and working the muscles and the ligaments of the system, and that's what you're working on. And and of course, I had been trained from Edgar Casey, and this was this is the best in the world, I think. So I, I had no problems with my confidence as a massage therapist, but what a jerk! Can it appear it's an extra extra fifty for for a happy ending. Yeah. What? At least so, 100. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to say it. <laughs> I know. Ladies and gentlemen, Ed Kelly with that Thank remark. You. Ed Kelly. Well, we'll do listen, a phone answering machine message for you if you yeah. like. But he'll be I, uh, 50 there bucks. Were, yes. There were plenty. There were other times in my life where I was out and out flatly recruited for prostitution rings, and they weren't kidding around. And those, t- those times, I was not... Asked if I wanted an extra fifty to join their stable. Okay, that's of, a tease, Karen, uh, because people. we're already at an hour, and I do not. That story, what? that's oh God. that story has got to be told over a long period of time. <laughs> oh yeah. And how Every old were you? Detail. And you said, by the way, when we talked bullet points of some of your experiences, you said that happened to you twice in two different cities. It did. Okay. There was um, once was with the Irish Mafia. In Boston, mm. at the Parker House. Spike, maybe some of your cousins. Who knows? And, yeah, they might be. But I was, uh, <laughs> I was. Be- it was pre-radio when I was a dancer in Boston. I had a dance company in Boston, jazz dance company in Boston uh, with somebody else. I give too and, much of the story away. And so once was Boston, and, and the was other it? was the 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 original, which I. I thought about this woman because of Giselle Maxwell, because this woman was the original Giselle Maxwell. It's Ghislaine, Maxwell. by the way. Her name is weird, by the way. It looks what like is it? Giselle. It, I used to call it Ghislaine because that's how it's spelled. <laughs> that seems yeah. appropriate. I know, but it's Ghislaine. It's okay. like Elaine with a G on the beginning of it. Well, there's something about women that guys know that they can use women to get prostitutes. This woman's name was the Mayflower Madam. Oh, boy. And her name was Sydney Biddle Barrows. And she was the daughter of two real supposed pilgrims, a very elite New Yorker. And I met her at a... So she was your your Ghislaine Maxwell, basically. No, she was she was like the Ghislaine Maxwell. She tried yeah. to recruit me for what was a an, an unbelievably incredible huge ring in New York City. It was a ring of prostitution that she finally got nailed for in 1984. Okay. But she was the she tried to recruit me for the, it was the biggest New York City Irish uh, ring in in um that that they had seen in years it grossed more than 51 million a year in new york and it was the largest prostitution ring known to organize crime control bureau and she tried to recruit me at a health spa in vermont when i was there on vacation from waaf wow so we're we're like 26 28 years old yep and in good shape 
And I'm sitting there by the pool, and this woman says to me, what do you do for a living? We strike up a conversation. I tell her what I do. And, of course, you know, I'm, I'm very animated and communicative. And she's like, you can't do radio. You deserve to make a lot more money than that. You and deserve that, to make a ton of money. She even knew how terrible radio was back then. <laughs> she did. Oh, she knew what we were getting easily get her into paid. prostitution. Yeah. She's already a prostituting herself for mattress and cable TV company. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so she invited me. we even have me? cable TV back then? I don't know if we did. She she wanted me to come to New York to visit her because she owned a she owned fashion accessories, barrettes, headbands, and all kinds of things for women and said I could make a ton of money. She said she would put me up in my own place. I would have everything Did I Did she ever, ever say the word prostitution? Hell Never. No. Okay. I she went said home. basically going out on dates with men. Just never or nothing about going on dates. This was nothing. to be a worker for her in, in um, working in some of the major department stores oh, in the fashion oh. accessories department. Oh, so they area. lure you with the promise of a different job. Mm-hmm. Of a different job. But I'm okay. going to make a ton of money at it because she's a millionaire and she's making so much money now. Okay. Wow. And I didn't know who she was. She gave me her number and said, you must come. You absolutely must come. You'll be perfect. I'm looking for somebody just like you. And were you thinking thinking of quitting WAF and moving down? For about two seconds because I wanted to be on Broadway. I always wanted to be in chorus line. I always wanted to be Catherine Zeta-Jones. I always wanted to be Cassie. I and for years I studied dance and for years I studied art and I really wanted to be an actor and then I ended up in radio somehow. But they say she you wanted have to, to, she wanted to sleep with yeah. men on Broadway. Yeah. So she wanted to walk up and down Broadway between 42nd and 43rd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I did. So so she's like, "Are you going to come to New York?" And I'm like, well, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I go home and literally, literally four days later, my friend who owned the health spa, Jimmy LeSage, calls me. Karen, you'll never believe is on the front page of the New York Times. It's that woman that you were out that was sitting oh. by the pool. Her name is Sydney Biddlebarrows. She owns a prostitution ring and she just got arrested. This was oh. 1984. So and they you, took her to jail and that was the end of the so prostitution you didn't, ring. You could have been lured. Because you oh. didn't know what she was till it was in the New York Times. Right. And I, I kind of was, I was right. kind of thinking about it because Save I wasn't making a lot of money. second recruitment story for next time, Karen Grace. Second recruitment story for next time. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a good story. Uh, and, and, and again, you know, being a woman in radio, you've been through a lot with that too. So it's really good to have you back. I, uh, oh, thanks. I, I, I just wanted to say, Spike, I, yes, because dear. of you... And um, because I because when I don't know something very well and I think that I need to know more, I research it and I looked up the history of non-binary and found out that Joan of Arc was considered third gender and also that non-binary goes all the way back to 1400 BCE. Sut ruled as pharaoh of an ancient Egypt and she was often one of the few female pharaohs to take the throne. The statues that survive her celebrate the strength of her rule, and she's depicted as a woman wearing men's clothing to feminine face upon a man's body, and she is also defied as another gender role in ancient Egypt. So in ancient Egypt, they had third gender, and in and, Mesopotamia, and they did as well. So I love this because are, I don't do that, that deep research, but for the record, Karen, you thought Demi Lovato was screwed up, but you weren't. Uh, you're pretty tolerant of wherever anyone is on the rainbow, right? Yep, I am. I just okay. thought 
I really just thought that she should have gone more into an explanation as to what it was instead of kind of just throwing it out there because we're now learning about what non-binary is. Um, so, you know, and we are interested in people and their journey through um, to sobriety. That's great. But I, she just kind of threw it out as a as a yeah. piece of meat for people. PR. To just PR. Try, you know, PR. Yeah. it was well, just I, not I, well I get, done. I, I get Spike, woken every yeah. night at dinner. I get woken every night at dinner by my two daughters. My daughters are 32 and 17, and every night's an exercise in proper pronouns. Um, they all labeled Demi Lovato as a promosexual. A promosexual? Her sexuality as a promotion of her career. A promosexual. Oh, promosexual, like wow. yeah. Didn't you at one time call Ellen that, too? I think I did call her a promosexual years ago, yeah. Because yeah. you thought she was using it. it, it like she I wasn't. called her a thespian, Bob. She was acting and being a lesbian at the same time. Thespian. But I found the <laughs> word had a prior meaning yeah, yeah. and lost all my punch. So. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Spike didn't know you then, so he was just biting his tongue a little bit. You've heard, by the way, there's the other thing about Karen. She listens to every podcast. Mm -hmm. She sends me an email and says, oh, her like to this, like that. She actually enjoys the podcast, which. I do. Well, yeah. I appreciate that. I, I, one of the things I've come to appreciate about Karen and other conservative media personalities. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Label, label. <laughs> are you, are you conservative, Karen? Would you go with that label? I am conservative fiscally, and I do lean left on other philosophical issues. So that's libertarian, like correct? That's theoretical. Well, I, I go by libertarian, and I love yeah. Rand Paul. I love Rand Paul. Yeah, him. He's a little strange for me, but I don't care. I don't know that much about him. Anyway, back to you, Spike. I was just going to say, Karen's very skilled at. Um, she's a great communicator. A great communicator. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and that means knowing how to get your audience motivated, whether it be through ticking them off or, or rallying them around a flag or whatever it may be. But you know, I found that a lot of conservative media types and i'm not i'm not going to put karen into this bailiwick because i don't want to insult anybody at all but a lot of folks don't believe the things they say but they say the things they know will work on their audience and their jobs That's to motivate right. an audience i know some people yeah. like that yeah i, I mean we, we uh, met it was tom me Likas. actually 10 years ago no, just, no, a no. just a confession remember when we met tom Likas, bob oh yeah yeah, yeah, went, yeah, to, yeah. Went, went to tom Likas's house and here's a guy that was as misogynist as is humanly possible yeah. in his radio persona Yes. He went to his home and he he had a, a lovely home, adored, fawned over his wife. Um, it, he wasn't could not his have wife. Been a more um, attentive. That was his mistress. No, I'm kidding. It was she was. Wife, she <laughs> was. Um, <laughs> this is what's funny is we all have our narrative we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, the gal he was living with at the time was gorgeous, and she, I, I'm not saying she's a gold digger. <laughs> she ain't hanging with no broke bread. What's that C? What's that Zelo song? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do they rhyme with gold digger? I can't say it, but they can yeah, say it on that show. She ain't, um, she ain't playing with no broke n words. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it was it was weird. She's no longer around, of course. I, well, not basing his 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 but, actions. But on what you're going to say was, is his off-air persona. I know what you're going to say. It was nothing like his on-air persona. Not at all. He was like, was would you guys like another glass of wine? And, uh, yeah. and here's a piece of artwork I found here. And yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he was the first, by the way, celebrity I ever met with a bidet toilet. 
Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Really? And we nice. have two of them in our house now because of That's because he was a oh. colossal asshole. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and, and, and like it, to me, it was technology for the ass. And I was like, wow, how does it work? And he was goes, I just got this little jet thing. And I go, does it do a good job? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're full of shit. Boy, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Anyway, but and and his house, by the way, used to be owned by John Lennon. Remember that? Wow, I did. No, it's hillside home over yeah, LA. He yeah, he had a hillside home that John Lennon lived in for a while. And Harry oh. Nielsen owned it before Lennon. Yeah, and and you're right. His whole act. He used to. Karen, you worked at the Buzz. Were you yeah. there when he was there? Yes, because yeah, he was, was my he that. was my um, afternoon you, syndicated guy. I was on before yeah. him. You were on middays, yeah. and he was on afterwards. I was on middays, and he was on afternoons. Did he PJ Shea replace she you, or who replaced you at the Buzz? I have no idea. Okay. I think Kennedy I, did. I, le- I kind of left in a fume. Yeah, you left <laughs> yeah, in a fume. <laughs> and by the way, way to was, way to call out Kennedy, the PD. Karen. It was very cool. Um, he doesn't work there anymore, but he works in Seattle. I doubt he would have heard about it, but. Anyway, so you left there, and I think B.J. Shea followed you, who's good friends with us and still does mornings at WAAF's sister station in uh, in Seattle, KISW. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. That's great. Well, I'm glad somebody survived there because I certainly didn't, but um, again. Yeah, oh, it was uh, a revolving door there, and they yeah, ended yeah. up flipping it to country, didn't they, Zip? I mean, they, uh, why does spike? everything flip to country? I am so sick of it. Well, um, because country is the new rock and roll. Little yeah. girls love it. Thanks, Shania. Yeah, sure they do. I love classic <laughs> rock. I'm a classic rocker from the get go. I love sure. it. All right, Zip. And um, uh, Spike, Zip, you're being very the... quiet out there, Zip. Tell us what you've been thinking while we're doing all Hold this. Hold on, Karen was going to say something nice to me. Hold on. When we no, have, no, I know, but we'll right. get to that. That's but when we have four, no, no, when no, we have no, five no, people no. on, Zip is reading a book. I'm sure he is. <laughs> Zip, not reading. I want to tell Zip that one time when I was on the radio in Minneapolis, I used the word rice burner on the air, and did I get? S H I double hockey sticks because I had a boyfriend who had hockey sticks. I love that. I had a boyfriend who had a ton of motorcycles, but he had a BMW and we used to do the BMW touring bike, but he also had 40 antique motorcycles. He had a huge collection. He was a rich musician. I know that doesn't make sense, but he was. I was talking about riding one of the little rice burner things because he always Uh-oh. used to call them rice burners yeah, rice and i thought burners, i was being really cool and really hip and you know really using the lingo boy <laughs> did i get slapped in the face for that My never dad again also referred yeah. to them as chinamen oh. but i don't do that yeah, yeah <laughs> we don't do that anymore it's weird it's oh weird. my god and yet i'm watching this show uh which ed has also watched called yeah. startup yeah it's about basically bitcoin only they call it gen coin and it's about the dark web Written and, and by Ben Kitai. Yeah, and there is a, um, is, he's Haitian, right, Ed? Yes. Yeah. It's a Haitian rough crime neighborhood where the only way to make money is to sell drugs. I mean, they talk about us it, like, mm-hmm. we got to make a living, we got to put food on the table, so we have to sell drugs. There's nothing, nothing else available for us. And um, anyway, they, they call each other the N-word the way I would call you buddy or bud. <laughs> Hey, bud. How are you? All right, bud. Hey, my, what's up, my brother? You know, and and but they call each other like husbands and wives as a term of endearment. Call each other the N word. And it's the same way here in Detroit. Is it? Yeah. It, hell yeah. 
but I've never seen it on this show. I've probably heard it 10,000 Netflix subscriptions. I mean, 10,000 times. Yeah. And I've never seen it used in this show as a derogatory uh, term. And well, so, Ben uh, Kitai is also from Detroit, so you can understand why he, where he's coming from. He's keeping the dialogue real. It is real, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But it's so weird. It's almost like watching people speak Martian and go, well, I can't speak Martian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's okay for them to do it, but we can't do it. And, and, I, and by the way, I don't have a problem with that. I think it's fair. No. Uh, it's cultural. So, um, cultural. you know, that's how I feel about it, my crackers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, my, all my buddies with the Caucasian, Caucasian persuasion. Good night. <laughs> What's up, my cracker? Show brought to yeah. you by Cracker Barrel and all the fine <laughs> cracker. Only if this were like that show, I'd go, hey, Karen, my cracker. How are you, my cracker? And Jamie, my cracker. Sponsored by Premium Salty. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's crazy. I mean, They're in a way, it's, it's freeing because there isn't hate attached to that word. Right. So, yeah. But the suffix is an A-H and not an E-R. You have to understand the difference, Bob. It's subtle, oh. but it's there. I got it. Ah. All right. Well, we've, uh, we've been here for quite a while. <laughs> Haven't uh, we, though? And we've, we've talked and so much. And you will much. always get authentic from me. Thank you, Spike. You're right. I don't, I'm not one person off the air and another person on the air. I am just who I am because I don't know how else to be. Yeah. I am's what yeah. I am. So there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I thank you for the time. Well, and you have many more interesting stories, Karen. We'll, we'll check in with you once in a while. We appreciate it. Uh, and uh, next week, next Tuesday... Uh, and it's I'd not like pay you for a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Next Tuesday, we're going to actually have another former co-worker of uh, Bob and Zip on the show. Spike, you know him, too, because he was the president of CBS programming when we were at KZOK. And his name is Rob Barnett. Oh, my God. I love Rob. Yeah. We're great friends. Yeah. He's... He just came out with a new book. And yes, yep. he did. Yeah, I saw it today on LinkedIn, actually. Yeah, it's about how to get a job, but not just a job, a really great job. Um, And what is it, next job, best job? Next job, best job. Yeah, Yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah, so, uh, but, you know, we'll tell us rock and roll stories. I didn't know that he was at VH1 when so many monstrously talented people were hired, like... um, Kevin Matheny. Well, I think he had something to do with, um, maybe it was Kimmel or, or is it John, um, the daily show, John Stewart. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's, he, oh, and he's like, he's like best friends with, with Bruce Springsteen, uh, Spike, you'll, you'll go nuts. He has great rock and roll stories. And Karen, you remember that he talked the Rolling Stones into playing a nightclub gig. Oh my God. Will I ever for, in New Haven? forget it, that? No, yes. in Worcester for a radio. Sir Morgan's Cove. Yeah. Okay. And anyway, he's he's got he's got a lot of uh, wisdom, uh, deep seated wisdom. He's like I think he was friends with Tom Petty too. He was also oh. friends with Bono. He brought U two to WAAF. It was right. like unheard of. I mean, it wow. was just you know, it's <laughs> a small he, market he, for a band that size. Oh, I we, mean, yeah, we had some fun there. It really, it's great. Yeah, we did have a good time. All right, so he's coming on a week from Tuesday. We'll be back Thursday with my son Andrew Rivers, the comedian, and. Uh, uh, before we go, uh, I was thinking the other day of naming three things that people love, but I just never got. Mm-hmm. And um, origami. <laughs> Sorry. 
No. I, I, in <laughs> other words, things that people really like that I just totally don't get. Yes. Uh, and, and two of them are kind of pedestrian. And one of them may be a little controversial, but I would like to ask each of you if you can name something that, you know, is hugely popular that you just never got. And I'll start with my three. My first one is um, fish. I can't eat fish. My wife loves fish. Everyone what? goes out for seafood, lobster, whatever. I what? cannot eat fish. Yeah. The second one is U2, the band. Always hated them. They were huge. <laughs> People funny. held up their Bic lighters. Wow. They were monstrous at the Centrum in Worcester when we were at WAF. Mm. To me, that band was all ding a 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 ding and reverb and uh, oh, some guy Bono. I mean, what is a Bono? It's a candy. His dad right? was an opera guy. <laughs> yeah, and he was just like oh, and he had a lot of echo on him. Anyway, I never got you two. Hmm. The third thing I never got could get me in trouble. Musical taste, Bob? Is that what <laughs> The third thing I never got, ever, was jewelry. My wife was like putting on jewelry, and I'm happy that she likes it. And she's like, remember when you bought this for me? And I was like, yeah, I, I remember. She, she had our original diamond from our wedding ring when I was at WAAF. And here's how much I don't like jewelry. I still smart from how much it cost. That's my wedding ring from 40 years ago. Like <laughs> 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 my, my first emotional reaction. I love her. I, you know, love yes. of my life, and I would do anything for her. But my reaction was that set me back 500 bucks. Back when 500 bucks was something. <laughs> anyway, so I never got jewelry. I never got the whole idea of some stone being worth something and hanging it around your neck, which makes me kind of crazy. Uh, anybody else want to go? You got. You don't need three. Um, I'm okay. Um, tats. I still don't get tats. Tattoos. If you're in the military, if you're a sailor, I get it. Otherwise, that that level of body and bodily adornment on this continent, sure. I just don't quite grasp. I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Got any more? Uh, I never understood. I picked it up a little since, but as a kid, I just didn't understand football. I played it. I just never understood it. I never understood the the rabidness of the fan base. I didn't understand painting your body. Oh, of, 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 you know, painting your body in the team colors and going even when you have a beer belly that hangs down to your knees and showing up at a stadium in the fall. Right, I couldn't time. understand that level of dedication or fanfare for anything. Oh, oh, fans who paint themselves at football games or baseball. Yeah, games. Okay, yeah. got it. All right, uh, zip. I, I know you're I chomping at have, the bit. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I don't understand why somebody endorsing a product makes people necessarily want to purchase that product or, you know, like Air Jordans and things like that. You know, mm -hmm. I can understand buying something if it helps you do better at whatever you want to do. Do you know what I mean? But I've sure. never quite gotten the celebrity aspect of, of putting a name on a product. I just never understood it i um because i made money doing that endorsement here i am biting the hand by the way if anybody would like to sponsor the voices of ed kelly i i do remember that i ate grape nuts because yule gibbons was this really cool healthy guy and then he died every pine tree then he died really young of cancer and then there was this guy jim fix 
who was this famous right, runner. Right, he And I would dropped. follow whatever he, oh, he eats this, I should eat that. And then he had a heart attack while he was running. So celebrity <laughs> endorsements. I'm with you on that one. What else, Sip? Uh, I'll have to think. Pass. Uh, this is just like the AA meeting. I'm the same. <laughs> That's all I got for now. All right, Karen, you got anything? Um, I think what drives me crazy is when I go out to dinner with people and they take their phones with them and instead of talking to me at the table, they're ta- on their phones and they're communicating with each other at the table with their phones instead of talking to them that drives me absolutely nuts so I think it's just putting it in the phrase of the question you know you don't understand why people have to have that phone connected to them when they're with other people. yeah just sip, put it away yeah somewhere talk to me i'm at the table with you and don't be on it talking to somebody else when you're with me that's just so rude it's just rude and it's stupid and we're too much on our phones that's one thing um another thing is manicures and pedicures okay i love this one i'm a woman I, I think they're the biggest pains in the ass that you can... It takes time to Maybe do it. Maybe you're getting it done you wrong ch- if it's you a pain in the ass. The, gotta choose the color. <laughs> you, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta get your nail this done, this nail okay. done, this nail done. I, I, I don't see... I just don't I don't. Would do you them. include makeup too or do you like makeup? No, I like makeup. Uh. But manicures and pedicures are just like I could care less about. And I'm not a big jewelry person either. Right. And I think yeah. um, the last one would be um, what really drives me nuts is modern art abstract modern mm-hmm. art and that's well that'll be a story that i have for you guys about the courier art museum and what they're doing with masks and um how i went there over this hot hot period i i'm an art history major so i love to go see art but abstract art and modern art i don't get it it's dumb and i said I, i've seen better art done by animals like pets on the What's, pet show than not, i've seen that was hanging in the courier so but it's I'm not art unless it pisses you off don't uh, you know that and uh, Karen, thank you for those four things. Okay. You took one of zips. <laughs> I saw that. That was very clever the way you st- stuck that in. Uh, Jamie, uh, Spike, you get to go last. Um, well, as I sit here in my Seahawk jersey with my belly painted blue, <laughs> <Yeah. jersey. laughs> looking at my autographed U2 guitar, about to go to sleep on my uh, USA sponsored mattress. Um, you know, the, things, the things that are near and dear to my life. And looking at my first words, manicure, and, and by the way, you nails. love jewelry. You have yes. wear I jewelry. I love jewelry. You know you me. Gotta I've got a big old uh, Hawaiian uh, hook and on my neck. from Baltimore, so you eat crab. You love seafood. Yes, I eat crab. Yeah. I love seafood. So you like yeah, every yeah. single thing we, and, and you hold your phone, you're, what, you're texting on, you're tweeting. I'm sorry, I didn't pay attention. I was I was tweeting this stuff. <laughs> okay. Nice bow. Um, nice bow. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's hard for me to remember the things that tick me off. I never got... You know, that, that's I don't get. That's what you're asking is I don't get. People get in this. I don't get it. I never got Law and Order the TV show. Maybe that's ah. trivial. You know, dun, dun. I never got. I never get. I don't get crime drama. Dun, dun. You know, I mean, as a, as a kid, I was exposed to Beretta and yeah. Columbo. I'm and also good enough and exposed to the streets of Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, that be a factor. True. Have, yeah, yeah and I've exposed myself right to that there. in return. Yeah. You know, Spike. Yeah, I hate the By the way, you. Zip loves the crime drama, right, Zip? <laughs> I do, yeah. uh, but I don't get the shaky cam aspect of Law yeah. and Order. I never understood Hill that. Street Blues. The, count count that up to okay. blame Hill Street Blues on that. Yeah, they start. Yeah. Anything else, Spike? I don't get the I don't get the Pesh mode. People love that band. I've never. <laughs> I, I just don't get that at all. Yeah. It never never rang true for me. Um, 
But no, I, you know, I, I try to be open-minded. I know I'm not. I don't get Donald Trump, but I won't go political. I don't get all. the Beatles. You know, you know. I just don't get the Beatles, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I, I try to be, I don't know. It's, it's tough for me to think of the things I don't like because I don't waste time not yeah. liking them. You know what I'm saying? I don't I'm obsess. And again, except for Trump, who I've seen have some kind of derangement syndrome people have told me I have. I don't know. I think, you're, I, think you're, uh, I think you're a poster case, uh, but I'm not sure it's a bad thing, just like placebos, you know? Yeah. Everybody's got to follow their passion. Um, yeah. I, uh, all right. We're going to close there. Uh, a great time. Uh, it's pretty impressive that we have Vermont, Detroit, Boston. Worcester, actually, but we used to call it Boston. <laughs> uh, Seattle. <laughs> And northern New Hampshire is close enough for where you are, Karen, right? Southern New Hampshire. Southern New Hampshire. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly where you are. I know that I recently there was a big... in that accent. There was a, a big fire in your town and a bunch of... No, I'm in. I'm near uh, the border of Massachusetts, in Na- oh, okay. near Nashua, in a small colonial town named Amherst. Oh, that's a nice place, actually. And it you, is. You don't have to pay sales tax. Huh. Um, I don't have to pay any tax right now. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'm lucky. Right. Everybody be well. Uh, that was uh, that was five of us. Well done. Done. The Bob and Zip Show with Nick Kelly. Remember this golden classic. Playing the hits of yesteryear just for you. I was facing the judge for possession of drugs because I was driving while I was stood. When I in walked a man with a coin in his hand and said, Please don't prosecute. He said, Hey, there, fellow with a brain's made of jail. Excuse me? Oh, won't you give me 12 steps? Give me 12 steps, Your Honor. Take my first step towards the door. Give me 12 steps, give me 12 steps, Your Honor. And you'll never hear me slur no more. Thank you, Your Honor. You're, you're not going to regret this. I swear I'm going to straighten up and fly right. Since I won't be driving, apparently. Oh, well, the fog went away when I had 90 days. Drinking soda, popping nothing more. And I'm telling you, son, that it ain't much fun. Staying straight is a full time chore. But each night I dream about a big bamboo and getting baked like I did before. And you can smell me dreaming a mile away, cause I was slamming them as fast as they poured. Shots, give me six two fisters when they're done. You can pour some more. They gave me 12 steps, gave me 12 steps, mister. Now I only party when I snow. Okay, Tommy, I got just enough time for seven more before the alarm goes up. Okay, whoo! You know, it's a good thing this is a dream because I gotta take a little pee test in the morning. And I'm down to my last pair of dry shoes. Hey! 
Wait a minute. Hey, where are you guys going? Is it closing time already? Let's just get started. Hey, hey! Hey. Oh. Another morning. Ooh, 91 days. <laughs> All right. Ooh, I got to be at flight school in half an hour. I better get walking. Oh, looky. Dry shoes. I love them. Learned three guitar chords when I was in school. Played Louie Louie and thought I was cool. Got big and famous, but still to this day, those first three chords are all I can play. I'll add some organ to make it sound new. Maybe some lines about a six pack or two. But even I've begun to get pretty bored. I should. Take some lessons and learn some new chords Take some lessons and learn some new chords All my songs sound like you heard them before I know they're tired cause my bass player snores I should take some lessons and learn some new chords I always try to play a C or a G And on a good day I can whip out my D if I've been drinking, I might go for an A I party too much, that's all I can play I met this chick, she was my number one fan She was a deaf mute, spoke with her hands But then they cured her and she said, oh my lord Take some lessons and learn some new chords Take some lessons and learn some new chords my songs sound like you heard them before I know they're tired cause my bass player snores I should take some lessons and learn some new chords My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip.